Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast around 23, 2023. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. Joining me is a man who believes people should lay off Luke Beveridge. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers, as we join you at the conclusion of round 23. One more round to go, and they are coming for friend of the show, Luke Beveridge. Friend and I... Don't want to hear a word of it. Like, they lost. They, okay, they lost to the West Coast Eagles on the weekend. But can I just say that if you are going to get a rampaging West Coast Eagles uh-huh. at Marvel on a Sunday afternoon, I mean, that is probably the hardest assignment in football after the Eagles have come off a 100-point drubbing in the Derby slash Derby. I mean... What do you expect is going to happen? You know, you've got to cut Bevo some slack. We've been saying for a long time that Marvel, mm. for the Eagles, has mm. long been a fortress. Oh, it's <laughs> impenetrable. And they're, they're, you me- memorable win. Memorable win after memorable win. So many memorable wins that I cannot mm. remember one memorable win at Marvel because there are so many. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they pushed Essendon a few weeks ago. It was coming like Carlton, sure, we led by 85 points at half time when we played them. But we didn't win by 85. We only won by 68 or so, Michael. West Coast, if there was another six or seven quarters in their match, uh-huh. they would have run over Carlton. <laughs> Don't over... It's just people I know... You know, there was a Collingwood supporter during the week that said he thinks that uh, Adam Simpson is gone. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't be more wrong if you tried. Why would you get rid of a guy who can come over and win his third match for the three matches in a year, Michael. What more do the Eagles want from this guy? I'm signing him up again for another five years, I reckon. People were saying that they would be surprised if the Eagles won a match this year, and then Mm -hmm. they go and win three. I mean, that... (laughs) Hello, hello, naysayers out there. Hello. Exactly. (laughs) They should be embarrassed, and just I just think they need to cut Bebo some slack. His team just copped... I mean, some of those players that were playing for West Coast, I'd never even heard of them and yeah. how he got them. Oh, how's Bevo supposed to match up on some guy he's never fucking heard of? Well, that's the thing. Like, there were so many uh, waffle under-19 players from, you know, Swannies and Claremont playing in that, in that game. Absolutely. Bevo had no idea about the research behind them. Like, hey. you know, why would you bother filming those games? Because there's no fucking point to film them. <laughs> so Bevo can't watch any tape. Like, it's, it's incredible. How was Bevo supposed to know that Jeremy McGovern would last a whole game. <laughs> he would have said to his um, you know, his fellow coaches, his assistants, he would have said, look, I know McGovern's out there. Mm-hmm. He's really good intercept marker. We probably won't have to worry about him. After about eight minutes in the first one, his hamstring pings. Yep, sure. He'll back into a pack, get his ribs done. We'll be out. Yeah. Um, there was actually some fun footage of Footscray fans uh, giving the team a bake as they walked off the ground at the end mm. of the game. And now they're going to have maybe some egg on their face when they find out they can actually make the finals next week. <laughs> you know what we haven't seen a lot of this year, though? We haven't seen... I haven't seen any 
Uh, I mean, apart from the Carlton scenes earlier in the year where they were, you know, screaming in the race and stuff, I haven't seen yeah. a good jumper burning for a while. And do you think that that is due to the – has the cost of inflation finally hit? The people go, I can't afford to just set fire to jumpers willy-nilly these days. That's actually one effect of the mm. war in Ukraine that people don't talk about. Yeah. And that they talk about it being the food belt of Europe and they talk about uh, mm. transportation being hindered by the fact there are blockades and the like. But people don't – don't talk about that. Vladimir Putin doesn't talk enough about how mm. uh, the cost of jumpers is now you know, so great that astronomical. You can't just burn one on the concourse at Melbourne Stadium, uh, at the front of the merch shop where you can buy Marvel <laughs> uh, toys. Uh, yeah. Just by the fact that your team had a heartbreaking loss in round twelve of twenty twenty three. That's that. That's that's the cost that the the people of Russia and Ukraine don't talk about. Well, that, I mean, that's why we want this war to end as uh-huh. soon as we can so we yeah. can get back to the days of being the able good old to, days. you know, you have six or seven jumpers at home, you go, which one am I going to burn yep. today? Yep, yep, yep. Now, we'll get, we'll get to it shortly, but the eight is pretty much set now, not the order, mm. but there's only one more team that can make it. But we need to talk about a very special event coming up in about two yes. weeks' time, Adam. It's our Junk Time Live Show, September Live Show. It's uh, finally we've got a locked off lineup. It's fantastic. What an afternoon we're going to have. We have Razor Ray Chamberlain, and I have. I've already. You know how when you just have a guest, sometimes you're like, oh, I'll do some research on that in a couple of weeks. Probably you know a bit closer to the show. But Razor Ray, I have a lot of detailed knowledge. Already. Yeah, I have a lot of questions already formulated that I'm going to be asking. Him. <laughs> so that's going to be one to certainly come down and mm-hmm. have a look at. Uh, we've got Campbell Brown who uh, obviously Hawthorne Premiership player was there for the start of the Gold Coast Sun. So he is going to be fantastic. And confirmed today, we have Richmond superstar and legend Matthew Richardson is going to be joining us in the afternoon. And of course, comedian extraordinaire Tommy Little. What a fucking lineup. That is a fucking lineup. Rich old, rich old man. I want to be a rich old man. Please sing that to him. <laughs> That's a uh, Rexon classic, I think. Yes. So it's going to be a, uh, an unbelievable afternoon. So junk timers, we've put in the hard yards. Now we need you to do the same. Come along. Tickets are available at trybooking.com. It's 4 o'clock on the bye week Sunday, September 3 at Morris House, formerly the European Beer Cafe, now Morris House. It's going to be a fucking great afternoon. Do yourself a favour. Yeah, junk timers. Mm. Hey, uh, Adam. For the first oh. time, so, for the first yeah. time, first time in for nine years, for the first time in the history of this podcast, mm. from 2014 to now, mm. Mm. my team won two premierships. But from mm. 2014 to now, we can officially say that the Baggers are in the finals. That is amazing. How fucking, how fucking great is that? And we can officially say the Baggers will be kicked out of the finals in the first week. <laughs> so just I uh, got a few questions yep, uh, sure. regarding it. So when with the finals, do I do I just turn up? Like do, do I just go in and say, hey, I'm a Carlton? So what are, like how does it how does it work? Well there's still ticket. Do I need games. like a ticket? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. No, you do need okay. a ticket. Yeah. So I find And if we lose that first one, do we get to go and play again the following week? How's that how's that work? Look, no, often tradition states that if you lose that first one in the bottom half of the eight that you do need uh-huh. to you need need to go you know, have your bad Monday and then kind of game over. Um, oh, okay. But I find in the finals with the members, like what I do is I rock up in a, a mask and a cape and I use yep. the password, uh, code word Fidelio and then we go and we have an orgy. That's what happened. That's an Eyes Wide Shut reference. The movie, Eyes Wide Shut. 
Yeah, no, that uh, that'll really resonate with all the junk time listeners out there, and that's why you can. That's why you're buying the tickets to our live show for those little Easter eggs. Yeah, sure, sure. That little the three people, (laughs) the three people who get that go. Ah, Chamber, he's very good. Oh yeah, that little independent film made by Stanley Kubrick with Tom Cruise (laughs) and Nicole Kidman. Yeah, you know those no ones, those no ones. But uh, I'm very excited for you, man. So let me think. We where did you play on the weekend? I can't actually remember where. Oh, you were on Gold Coast, weren't you? Yes, play the Gold Coast. We uh, gave up. I think the, gave up the first six goals, mm. and you just kind of went, "Oh, great! This is turning into last year." And my PTSD was coming back yep. with red hot anger. Mm-hmm. And then I only watched about the last ten minutes or so, but it got very, very tight, back and forth. Yes. And then was it Charlie Kerno took a big mark in the goal square. Yep, Charlie Kerno, mate, did it all. Kicked four goals in the second quarter to get us back in it. Took yep. the last mark of the game to kind of ice it for us. Noah Anderson. Had a great shot at goal from about 47 on the run. And you just thought, yeah, that's going to go through for a goal. Yeah. It did not. We uh, we won it. We confirmed our finals um, uh, aspirations. So they were franked, as they like to say. But it has kind of thrown a spanner in the works for next weekend's round because the AFL had built it all around, basically, whether Carlton would make it or not. And so next, our ne- our last game next week is Sunday night at six ten at Marvel, oh, that's which is the point. absolute fucking worst slot in the world. That's actually very anticlimactic now, isn't it? Yeah, the AFL. It really is. Yeah, the yeah. AFL got involved with the the bookies and they, you know, planned out the uh, the final rounds. Uh, that's actually quite curious. So, do you care if you lose that one, or do you kind of just go? Because I think if you if you're in the bottom half of the eight. Doesn't matter really where you you might be playing Sydney in Sydney, possibly. That would be the only thing that would change. But Sydney yeah. have to beat Melbourne, so there's not a lot of movement. Hey, okay, so we'll, we'll need to talk about the umpire that completely fucked up the Sydney v Adelaide dude, game. Dude has had an absolute fucking nightmare, and smart of the Swans players. One, so when the ball was kicked by Ben Keys, I think it was Callum Mills hit the post at the same time as the ball was going. Oh, through. okay, I didn't, I didn't get so, that. But how confident are you as an umpire with 50,000 Crows fans losing their fucking nut to go, oh, yeah, absolutely, I heard it hit the post. I am 100% confident with a minute 40 to go in a game that is now a one-point ball game. I am confident that I am so good at my job that that absolutely hit the post when it did not. He was actually remarkably brave of that guy, and I believe he has been demoted uh, for the next three years. I believe he's been demoted from life if well, he's still in Adelaide. Well, if, I mean, I only saw the initial angle from the front. Yep. So when you look at that footage, you kind of go, oh, yeah, maybe it did hit a padding, right? Absolutely. And then only when you show the footage from behind when you go, oh, no, it landed in the first row. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy has some fucking balls, man. Like, from now on, like, I mean, I'd love to watch him play poker or something like that and just go, yeah. what's, he, what's he got? And he's just like yeah. staring in the eye going, i got nothing. And then, he, yeah. and then he throws down nothing. It's like it's quite remarkable. And <laughs> I mean, I actually went to the game yesterday, Hawthorne Melbourne, and I heard people behind me, Melbourne supporters, who were, who, they were, who were really fucking annoying, actually. They were really fucking annoying Melbourne supporters. They kept on talking about, you know, the great deal they got on their BMW and their negative yeah. gearing. But they... they Did were, they really? They, no, no, no. But they were, no. They were generally <laughs> debating, like, could Adelaide sue the AFL to, to get that game back? I mean, the thing is, though, you you kind of can't. I I can understand that argument, but if it was like the final kick, then maybe you would yeah. have an argument for it. Yeah. But because there was still a minute forty to play, there's nothing to say that the Swans couldn't have gone down and kicked the follow up goal. But that if Sydney lost, 
then Adelaide was still alive. Then that makes the last weekend even more exciting yeah. than it's going to be. But yeah. now it's basically the Western Bulldogs uh, need to beat Geelong down in Geelong for any chance of making the eight. And GWS has to beat Carlton. So that's kind of the big one for them. It's an elimination final for GWS if the Doggies... See, if the Doggies lose to Geelong, then GWS are like, well, we're playing finals. We're only... We can't really do a lot. Yeah, sure. So do you reckon there'll be anyone dropping, you know, five or six players next weekend if they kind of realise that the machinations work out and we go, we can... I mean, I, I know the buy is a bit different yeah. now, but if they go, they got a niggle, let's just not risk it at all. Great selection question without notice. Probably, you know what you could do, though? If you were bringing players back from injury, like, say, Carlton are bringing back Sam Walsh and Adam Chera, yep. you'd probably play them for a half and then just go, you know what? We'll just rest them, yeah, sure. put them on the bench, just, yep. you know, keep our rotations up a little bit, you know, just so you can kind of maybe use it as a little bit of a practice match if you don't really need to do anything. But the fact that Carlton can slip to seventh if, I oh know, Sydney would have to smash Melbourne. It's not going to happen. Carlton playing a home final, I reckon. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, so it's fucking going to be party time. <laughs> so but I, just firstly, okay. but just back to the AFL, putting us on the on the Sunday night. Like, just have all the games at the one time on the Saturday or the Sunday so no team can, you know, manipulate anything. And 6-10 on a Sunday, I mean, for fuck's sake. I generally don't think I've ever heard of a game being played at that time. No, I, don't, I can't remember. Have they had, like, 7-10 games on a Sunday? Like... Oh, maybe when the, have they dabbled with Sunday night football like in Melbourne? Like am I not? I went to Monday night footy yep. at Marvel, yep. and that, I remember going to Carlton St Kilda uh, on a Monday night, and that was shitful. Like okay. you have to wait all weekend. You miss everything. They tried to you know because uh, Monday night football is an institution in America, but over here, fucking hell, it was a long weekend. It was sh- you lost. You're like this is shit. I'm still heading home at ten thirty on a Monday. This is yeah, no sure. Good. My theory about Thursday night football and Monday night football is like I like it as long as I don't have to go to it. I see Thursday night I would go because it's a little bit earlier, like seven ten at the MCG. But I love it on telly. It's fantastic yeah. midwinter when you don't want to leave the house. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So you will definitely be going to that final. Uh yes, I would like to think so. I I have and I, I imagine you just go through the MCC, but when you, when, when you were a Hawthorne member, do you get... Because I, I genuinely whoa, whoa, can't whoa, remember. Whoa, 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 I am a Hawthorne member, okay, mate? Don't cast any fucking aspersions about that, mate. I am a Hawthorne member, long-time Hawthorne member. A high one? Uh, interstate. <laughs> 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 it's a donation. Exactly. No, because I, I have like a, uh, a reserve seat membership, so I imagine that I will get first dibs on buying... A seat, okay. I would think. Yeah, sure, sure. But, you know, me, Chamber, I'm not sitting in the outer. I'm sure I'll be uh, behind glass somewhere. Mate, you'll be in the fucking Fox Footy box again, surely. Hopefully, or maybe at an AFL function. I'll be somewhere. Yep, gotcha. Oh, I'll, 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 it's like that um that traditional shot on round one, uh, the Richmond-Carlton game, where it's like you and Andy Marr and Mick Malloy and Sam Pang, just that beautiful yep. shot five minutes into the second quarter. And you guys looking <laughs> so sad. Is that what you're genuinely hoping for? A Carlton loss? We need we need Rosie Cam, okay? And fuck Bongo <laughs> Bongo Cam and Oblivious yeah. Cam. We need Rosie Cam at halftime just to kind of see how Moody's. As I'm being escorted out by security. No, no, Carlton up is good for football, but Carlton too far up is bad for <laughs> me. <laughs> but are you confident? Like, do you reckon? Do you believe in never? 
Uh, I think it's one of those things. On our day, uh, the way we're playing, we and we have shown that we can beat anyone. Mm-hmm. So if we're on a roll and really flying, then yes, I do believe that it's possible. Do I think that we will win or even make a grand final? No, I don't. I don't think we'll get that far. But I'd love... Fuck, it'd be nice to win a final. That would... You know, considering we were bottom four in round 15 or so. And they were about to s- fucking sack the coach. Like yeah. all that talk too. Yeah, we've done... It's been a pretty pretty big turnaround. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And also, St Kilda. You've got to say, you know, they, they ripped the band out off with Brett Ratton last year. They got in Ross the boss. And yeah. everyone was sort of saying, you know, the last couple of weeks haven't been playing great. They're locked into the finals. They got the coach and got him to do what they wanted to do and they're playing off in the finals. So they've done... That's a pretty good effort. I think they're actually pretty good stories this year um, mm. for anyone who might win it. Like, um, I mean, obviously Brisbane on Friday night um, tad up the pies. I mean, the pies are looking wobbly now. And I don't think that's any kind of their fault as such. Just they've had a few outs and the like and I'm sure they'll probably find form in the finals. But it's actually pretty tricky to pick a... A definite premiership team at the minute. Who's who's the best team in the eight right now? Well, I think you could probably go by well, at least right or not, like the Bears, I reckon. Yeah, like, you think so? See, I would have said Melbourne. Even though Carlton beat them last week, I think Melbourne on their day are better than all those teams. Yeah, sure. Like I mean I went to Hawthorne yesterday and Melbourne we were competitive about three quarter time, then they kicked away. And they were they were impressive but not ungettable, I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, GWS, the way they've been playing the last two months has yep. been phenomenal. Yep, yep. So, you know what? There's always those sides where you're like, oh, God, I hope we don't run into them in finals. Yeah, and sure. I think I think Carlton could be one of those sides where you're just like, unfortunately, the two sort of informed teams, Carlton and GWS, will most likely play off. And so, one of them will knock, you know, the other out. Just looking at now, like, I reckon there is not one team in the eight that I wouldn't like to see win the flag. Just by the fact yeah, of the okay. way they play and also like their back history and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You'd be happy with the Collingwood Premiership, would you? Well, I mean, we've talked about it before, like by the fact that they do play like a great brand of football and they seem no, that like is true. really that, good I, people. I do enjoy watching them play. And I also, actually, last I f- day in September, they don't have to win it. But I, I also good. feel like I, you know, there's a long struggling, um, I don't know if you know him, but a, a long struggling Collingwood supporter called Eddie mm. um, that I've become familiar with over the last little while. And, um, yeah. and I just like to see, you know, the pies get up for him, just like okay, so, yeah. But I mean, he'll keep it under under his under. <laughs> he'll keep it under his hat. Like he won't he yeah. won't talk about it much. Now you went back to your old footy team. Was it like were you back there to give a talk? Was it uh, international chamber day? What was going on? No, it's actually funny. I went back to my old amateur club, St Mary's. They're now St Mary's Legions. They merged probably about ten years ago, I reckon. Merger. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they is that big news in that in that comp? Oh mate, it was like uh, there was a parade. There was um, uh, the 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 meeting with the members at the town hall yeah. and people were yelling and screaming. Did you do a save our skins campaign? <laughs> yeah, or that kind of yeah. Don got up, got up and yep. ripped a, ripped a mascot off a uh, jumper. But um, no, so I, Mary's Watts. What what were the what were they known as? Uh, oh, the Saints. You the Saints? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it's like oh, when the Saints is the song. Yeah. But um, I just went down there uh, by the fact I'm in Melbourne and I um hadn't been there for a while and it, the fixture hadn't worked out so I got down to the home ground at Ferndale Park in Glen Iris and um oh the ghettos of Glen Iris <laughs> excuse me <laughs> fucking hell did you have bodyguards down there what was going on <laughs> I bet you no one parks their um cars around the ground there because you don't want you don't want to share and bash it into your Bentley 
No, but they've got a driver to protect the car from the <laughs> okay, ball. Okay, yeah, he's got to fist it away. But I went down there and uh, it was actually really, really fun. I really, really liked it a lot, and I hadn't been and and I uh, got Did to you have hang- a gourmet sausage at halftime. No, but like there was like you know that kind of footy club thing where there's always a few stalwarts, like yep. yeah, absolutely. Like there's a, there were a couple of blokes there who have been around there forever, and you know I had a good chat with them. And um, but the thing I found really fascinating is by the fact that um, hearing the players talk. And so uh, there was a lot of calls for, like, you know, when a ball was on a wing or something, like, calls of, like, structure, structure, structure. Really? And then a lot of talk when there was a stoppage and how to kill the ball or, you know, repeat stoppage, like when they were just trying to kind of, um, you know, shut the ball down and hear in a language. And then also at three-quarter time, I went out to hear the coach talk Mm -hmm. and the team divided into their lines. So Did there they was really? the backs and the middles and the forwards, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And yeah, then, the, right. and then, the coach, and how how is how are the Saners playing? Are they they got out to about an eight goal lead in the first quarter, so they were kind of defending that for most of the day, and then yep. um, they won probably about by you know uh, 40, 50 points by the end of it. And are they playing finals? No, no, they're in the bottom three. I think they're bottom. They they were second last, and they were playing third last. Relegation in those comps? Uh, maybe for last. I don't think for the last two, but I could be making that up. Yep. Um, but they're not like in high division. I think they're D2, if I remember okay. correctly. Um, yeah, but I think back when I played, they were D4. Um, but yeah, yeah but right, I, so you were holding them back. Well, obviously back in the day. I mean, not quite. <laughs> I mean, obviously we all are familiar with 1999 when I won best first year player. Yeah. So yeah. I did go into the rooms and look for the honour board to just see little Mickey Chamberlain's name on the board there, just kind of you know have a little glance and you know taking the uh, taking the aura, the glow, the gold. Now lettering. there's no there's no froffies down at the Amos, is there? Uh, they are pretty much immediately after the game. Oh, so just no beers sold during the match? Yeah, yeah. I think they they are the rules, yeah. Um, oh, man, how are you supposed to abuse people when you're sober? It's just not as much fun. Oh, well, that's the thing, actually. In talking to one of the stalwarts, and he was telling me a bunch of years ago, he um, decided to be an umpire for a year. And he oh, yeah. and it was like, worst decision I've ever made ever. <laughs> it was like the abuse you would cop from your own team and yeah. then your own supporters. And he's like, what the, like round two? He was like, "What the fuck have I done? <laughs> this is stupid." Can you imagine going back to that Adelaide Sydney game in the weekend? That goal umpire, and it was only like two minutes that he was down there. But can you imagine the abuse? Yeah, yeah. that would have been coming over the fence. Like he's he's you know four meters from it. Yeah, like but, he hears it. But I think about him going to work on Monday. Like I imagine he has a job somewhere. Like mm. just show up to work at you know the KFC where he's the manager or something. <laughs> <laughs> and these fifteen year olds are going. You didn't fucking see that, did you, mate? <laughs> you didn't fucking see it? <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, actually, it's a good question, though, by the fact that people have been talking about the Ark and that the Ark could maybe have stepped in. Or the Black Ops, even. Yeah. But... Oh, you know you know what will come, though? I reckon there'll be, like, a, a challenge system that you're allowed to challenge one from the captain or something. I would actually, actually think that's actually a very good idea from you, and I don't say that very often. Yeah. Um, the fact that, yeah, you can put up your hand. Because I do know, if I remember correctly, for a goal, the arc then checks that goal. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they've got the time when it goes back to the centre, so they yeah. do have time to look at everything. But, you know, this one... And also, Sydney, very smartly, played on straight away. Yeah, yeah. And just went, oh, fucking hell, that, just, that was a goal. Let's kick this in as quickly as we possibly can. Because I have been at a game, maybe more than one, where they've called the, the ball back. 
after it being declared a goal. And then the arc looked at it and said, no, yeah, it's yeah, actually okay. a point. Yeah. yeah. So they can actually do that. But also the technology too. Like you look at the NFL and they've got, you know, one million frames per second. Yeah. And while yeah. we just have like a blurry VHS copy. <laughs> it's like we're on fucking dial up. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, it's a bit different by the fact, you know, the VAR and the, um, and the NFL, like they're rectangles. So they're straight lines, aren't they? Um, well, yeah, I guess. But also, uh, they just seem to put more into the technology, like the microchipped ball and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Hey, um, Dimmer, going to the Suns, mate. Six years. We thought it was going to be five. He's come out of the blocks and gone, nah, I want to be there for the journey. I want it's six a, years. It's a very long contract, isn't it? I guess they just go, oh, we want stability. And he probably just thought, oh, fuck, if, I'm, if you're going to give me five, give me six. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, I'm going to win you a flag, so you're going to want me around. And also, a little bit more stability and money for him. Well, I figure if you kind of sign a longer deal, even if they knife you up to three, you go, well, I get a three-year payout, don't I? Well, no, nah, it doesn't work like that because they some of them don't have to pay you your full contract, which means it's not a very good contract. But I imagine with Dimmer, he wouldn't have that clause. I, I'm going to imagine, yeah, if Dimmer signs the paper, they go like, yeah, you give me all my money, mate. Yeah, yeah, and um, or I'm taking you to the shooting range at Gold Coast Shooting <laughs> Centre. I'm going to make you pay. Uh, it's actually very exciting, and I like the idea that. I'm not going to say he's like the first proper coach that they've had there by the fact that, you know, they had Rocket and all the like, but um, mm. like the first coach with like true credentials under his belt. True current credentials as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's he's coming from a good place. Do you think he'll do that? He'll go with the holistic thing of like they did at, um, at Richmond, you know, tell us about your heroes and it's about having fun rather than because Richmond kind of – Got the, I know they won the flag when they started doing that, but they were winning when they were doing that and having fun. It wasn't as much fun before that. No, for sure, though. But you remember the Goldie. And uh, Dimmer's on true. the old uh, medicinal marijuana, mate. Yeah, and true, so, true. Uh, Dimmer's just walking around the streets of uh, South Bank going a little bit of, uh, put a little bit on the tongue. And just be like, Whoa, <laughs> oh, look at that shark. It could be a whale, man. <laughs> hey, uh, footballers in real life. Hit me. We got a bumper trove this week because I went through our Instagram um, uh, messages, which I haven't done for a while, and so we do quite a bunch, but uh, they're all 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 bangers. Uh, from Jeremy, I've got an old football in real life. In 2012 or 2013, I was walking to South Yarra Station after school with some mates when we saw Travis Cloak on Claremont Street. From oh, yeah. memory, he was drinking coffee and looked like he was shopping. One of my friends tried and succeeded in convincing another of my mates that Trav had gone to our school, Melbourne High, back in the day. Is that... Uh, would that be correct? I thought he was like a kind of Temple Stowey sort of way, the cloaks. Uh, well, I, no, I think the story that he, that the mate was pulling his leg. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, sure. You know, and then he... And then he told a story that maybe Trav's dad's house got shot up one day, but did happen uh from pat uh with the lack of footballers in real life from last week uh, this so this dates it um i thought i'd offer this encounter from a couple of years ago at the time i was looking for a bit of exercise without the biff and so took up pilates in the north fitzroy area i live in a share house not doing that well for myself fitzroy north though still a good area yeah yeah buck up pat i believe in you uh, during our class warm-up, I noticed one participant in front stacking their dumbbells in an, es- an especially exacting matter- manner. 
uh, looking up, I saw Will Minson of Western Bulldogs fame performing a perfect plank into fire hydrant. Uh, do you know those moves? Are you your Pilates? Uh, I'm, acro- I'm across the across the plank, but I don't know the fire hydrant. That gotcha. is interesting. Uh, although Pilates is not a competitive sport, I thought I would acknowledge Will's career by offering a deeply offensive and personal sledge, <laughs> <laughs> but in the end decided it might not be well received. I haven't been back since, but I hope he's doing well. Fucking get him off, Will! Yeah, fuck, man. That beautiful tape that fucking never ages. <laughs> From James. On Saturday night, my partner and I went to the Lord Neary in Brunswick Street for a feed. Now, I believe Lord Neary might be owned by one Ross the Boss. Ross the boss and I think Sauce, the other boss. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Mm. So as we pondered whether we should get a sticky date pudding, I couldn't help notice a largish but undersized for his position man hobble in with a couple of friends, siblings. Actually, we're getting, here we go, uh, siblings, and uh, take the table next to us. It was Jack Silvani. There we go. There you go. Getting a little discount, maybe a freebie, Evan. Mm, Coming off his career best game against Port. He went to the bar. He got a jug of beer to share with his three mates. Pretty sure the beer of choice was Carlton Draft, but could have been Bolter X- XPA. Soon after coming in, he was... It's the lack of confidence you said that with. <laughs> <laughs> a Bolter XPA, mate. But here we go. Here we go. Plot thickens. Soon after coming in, he was joined by Stephen and Joe Silvani. Here we go. Who were also with some of their friends. So I bought the drinks for his... Well, I bought... Well, I'll tell you what, mate. I bought the drinks for his <laughs> friends. Looks like they were just down at the local for a drink and hear how everyone's week was. It was a wholesome scene. Um, my takeaway from this is good to see that Sauce didn't have to wait in the car for this family event. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike with Jack's 100th. Never turned down a sticky date pudding. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Okay. I love it. I have seen a few of the Carlton boys down at that pub a little bit. Yep. Sure. From Beck Dahl, friend of the show, Beck Dahl. Mm. I have a former football coach in real life for you. Last night I was at Rod Laver Arena for the Boomers versus South Sudan World Cup lead-up game. I went to the bar to get a drink at halftime, and in front of me was none other than former Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley. Barks had been sent to the bar by a group of friends to get drinks Smart. for Smart. them. Uh, absolutely. I, like, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking if you're going out with Barks, you go, Fucking huh. Do I pay for the drinks or do I get yeah. the multi, multi, multi-millionaire to buy those drinks? To get the drinks for them, uh, all which seemed um, slightly unfair, uh, he spent his time waiting, looking at his phone with his reading glasses on. He ordered an assortment of drinks, a can of Smirnoff ice, a Canadian club, a dry can. Uh, a Canadian oh, can- club and dry. Dry, sorry. Can. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> a glass of red and a Jim Beam can. A lot of sophisticated choices in that group there. Yeah. Uh, he confirmed... It's very football. It's a very football um, kind of order, isn't it? Yeah, no Bundy, though. I confirmed yeah. during the third quarter that he was personally drinking the Jim Beam can, huh? which surprised me as I had him pegged as the red wine guy. I actually genuinely would have thought he would have been the wine guy, yeah. Yeah, well, didn't he have the blend of wine? Didn't he bring out the Nathan Buckley blend Ooh, that's a while ago? That's a Nathan Buckley wine question without notice. Mm, sorry. He was casually dressed and appeared to be with his girlfriend and two other mates. Uh, and Beck also saw Darcy Moore, Jamie Elliott and Simon Black in the Virgin Lounge on Saturday morning. That's quite the stack of footballs in real life. What a combination. Simon Black. Is he at Collingwood at all? Or? Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure he still lives in Brisbane. Yeah, I, I don't imagine. know if he has anything to do with the Bears, but um, he's definitely up in Brisbane. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, from Adrian, I was at Lamaro's in South Melbourne on Wednesday to watch the Matildas game. 
uh, behind where I was sitting, there was a table of about eight people. And shortly before the match started, there was the duck, Wayne Carey, joining the table. He looked pretty happy, except for his left arm being in a sling. He must have had some kind of shoulder surgery pretty recently. I have to say his comparison, his companions, <laughs> his companions all looked at least 10 or 15 years younger than him. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, I have a manager in real life. So at the game yesterday against uh, Melbourne, uh, oh, yes. I stood next to Paul Connors for about a quarter. Oh, okay. Now you kind of have an, uh, an association with him. You know him, don't you? I don't, don't you? quite know him, but like my, my brother played with him back in the day and I was at the same club. So he... Uh, he'd, he'd know my brother more. He'd remember him more than me, yeah. Did you talk to him? No, 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 no. I was just Oh, Michael Chamberlain. No, no but you actually, actually I generally actually think part of part of actually him at a game would actually be work. You know what I, th- you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, totally. But you still could have gone, hey, my brother played footy with you. Can you get us Damien Hardwick on our podcast, please? Well, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I should have. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to do that. I actually did think about that. Yeah. Oh, did you? And you chose not to do it? Well, I just thought it's a bit weird to kind of, you know, just rock up to a bloke and be like, oh, good day, mate. Uh, you manage Jimmer. Uh, can you come on a podcast? Oh, by the way, I'm a complete stranger. And, uh, and You're not a complete stranger. He played footy with your brother. <laughs> mate, we had it in. Sorry, junk timers. Uh, and half confirmed football in real life. Half. From this Go morning. Uh, walking along the street. And I think I saw Matt Spanger. Okay. Uh, was it the, the Jesus type locks? Has he still got those? Is that what he tipped did off? have the Jesus type locks? So he yeah. says at the dogs now as a coach, I believe. Yep. Uh, and pushing a child in a pram. Mm-hmm. Right height, right hair, and I actually when I went to do my glance, I went for the nose because he's got a quite distinctive nose. Yep. And I couldn't quite confirm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm eighty percent sure that was Matt Spanger. We need confirmation. Although I should have called out. Should have gone, Spanger! Spanger. Yeah, exactly. And then he would have turned around and be like, hey, Chamber, how are you, mate? (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget our live show, folks. Matthew Richardson, Razor Ray Chamberlain, Campbell Brown, and Tommy Little at the Morris House on uh, Sunday, September 3, uh, 4 p.m. Tickets can be found at trybooking.com. You can't get a fucking better lineup than that. Richo, Razor Ray, Campbell Brown, Tommy Little. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome afternoon. Tickets to try booking, as Michael said. So we'd love to see you there. It's going to be fun. We're going to hit the road. We are Junk Time Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Go Hawks. The footy season doesn't end. That's fucking <laughs> on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.